Hello again, beautiful awakeners, and welcome back to the Expand Podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today we are talking all about spirit guides. Uh, and really, there's been so many misconceptions and projections about what spirit guides are and how they help you that today I just want to kind of set the record straight. Now, before we get into spirit guide misconceptions, spirit guide truth, and essentially how to connect to your spirit guides, I just want to give you a little overview of my own experience with spirit guides. So, since I began channeling consciously, uh, but even before that, I mean, as a kid, I would talk to and have many imaginary friends and have full conversations with many of my spirit guides, as well as interdimensional beings. So, I guess I have quite a bit of experience in this. But it wasn't until around the age of 18, it's been about 10 years now, when I started to really tap into my own spirit guides and really tap into other people's spirit guides as well. Now, before we dive into a whole podcast on spirit guides, I also want to put the disclaimer out there, because we are ascending into this fifth dimensional realm, that spirit guides are more linear. They are no longer as needed as they were before this quantum ascension. Once again, spirit guides are on the out. They're no longer really needed. It's very traditional to call in the spirit guides. And the reason why I have that perspective is that a couple of months ago, I was sitting in meditation and I was kind of curious as to why I was no longer talking to my spirit guides and why when I talk to my clients and channel their energy, it's no longer their spirit guides coming through either. Instead, what I'm finding in these sessions is that I have other people's parallel versions of themselves come through. Super weird, right? So I will have someone's past life yogi in India come through to tell me a message for them. Or, and most likely, I will have their future or past cosmic self come through. Maybe it's an 8th dimensional Octurian in a past lifetime. Maybe it's a 10th dimensional Palladian in a future lifetime coming through to give them a message. The beautiful thing about connecting with your parallel selves rather than your spirit guides is your parallel self is you. And who has the best information for you? It's you. It's always been you. And the higher the vibration we climb, the more and more we are ascending into this quantum state of being, where we are not just one linear defined thing in every moment, where we are an accumulation of everything and everyone we've ever been before. And within that accumulation of knowledge, we are able to tap into the infinite amount of information that we possess within our own 5D cloud and Akashic memories. It's really cool. So before we go off on all these spirit guides, I just want to say, don't attach yourself to spirit guides. And even diversely, don't even attach yourself to your cosmic parallel self. 
don't really attach yourself to anything because attachment is the detriment of the human being. And as well, attachment is the creation of all suffering in your life. Attachment breeds expectation, expectation breeds disappointment, and so on and so forth. I love talking about spirit guides. Yes, everyone still already still has spirit guides, but essentially we're moving into a quantum guide. The quantum guide that is you. So, the first thing that I want to talk about is all of the things that people misconceive about spirit guides. The spirit guide misconceptions. We really just need to set the record straight on a lot of things that I get asked all the time regarding spirit guides. So, misconception number one. Spirit guides are not demons. It may sound funny or it may be really serious, but I get asked this all the time. No, no, no. I should correct myself. I don't get asked this. I get trolled this all the time. Oh, who is this chick? You know, she's ch she says that she channels aliens. She must be channeling demons. I get it all the time. And of course, you know, Christians and and other people who have other religious beliefs really do believe that anything that isn't God is a demon, right? Especially in the astral realm. So spirit guides for sure aren't demons. But that being said, it doesn't mean that lower vibrational entities just simply don't exist. I have experienced in the astral realm my fair share of both light and dark beings. And I've needed to because now I feel like I have a pretty good discernment on both light and dark beings, um, energetic beings, entity beings, but as well as interdimensional beings. So once again, spirit guides aren't demons. <laughs> and spirit guides, you know, they can be physical, they can be earthbound, they can be human. Well, spirit guides aren't human, or sorry, physical. Um, but they can be. They can be humans from past lifetimes, or spirit guides can be uh, interdimensional beings from past or future lifetimes as well. So there's really a, a mix mash of uh, terrestrial and non-terrestrial spirit guides. I personally can always tell how interdimensional a person is based on how many uh, interdimensional guides they have. Usually your guides represent your vibration. Um, and we're going to talk about spirit guides going away and what that means because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But yeah, so we need to realize that spirit guides can come in all shapes and forms. Okay, but they're not demons, right? They're not demons. Okay. Um, oh yeah, one more thing that I want to mention about uh, like spirit guides as demons. You know, some people are like, well, how do you know that, you know, that angel talking to you isn't just a projection of a demon? You know, so it always comes back to that. And honestly... To be a spirit guide, you have to have a pretty high vibration. To be a guide, a spirit guide, you have to be able to guide someone. What vibration do you need to be in in order to guide? You need to be in a vibration of service to others, not service to self, right? So simply put, at a vibrational quantum physics level, demons could never be spirit guides because they have such a low vibration, they're only in service to self. They could never be a guide, right? It's kind of a paradox even thinking that. Okay, cool. Uh, second misconception. Spirit guides 
control your life, right? A lot of people think that spirit guides are in control. Oh, oh, thank you so much, spirit guides, for, you know, getting me this job. Spirit guides, why did you abandon me when I was in this car accident, you know? So it's cool that people are, are at a vibrational level or a conscious awareness level of believing in spirit guides, but it's not cool when you start attaching yourself to the spirit guides as your only sole source of, um, you know, suffering and your only source of abundance, right? Spirit guides are not in control of your life. If anything, spirit guides aren't allowed to influence your life at all because spirit guides, no matter if they're terrestrial, so they're human or interdimensional, like, you know, other beings, interdimensional beings, um, no matter what they are, they have to, they are, you know, they, they have to abide by the rule of non-intervention. They simply can't control your life. Uh, they wouldn't be allowed to, right? So spirit guides do not control your life. It's only you. Spirit guides are here to make sure that you are on the blueprint that you created. You wrote your contracts. You wrote your blueprints at the beginning of this lifetime incarnation. And they're just here to make sure that you are completing those contracts and that you are on the right track to your blueprint. So if you decided before you were incarnated at the age of 32 to get into a car accident, to break your foot, to take you out of work, to do this, this, and this, then what are your spirit guides going to do? They're actually going to align you to that car crash. They're going to align you to that car accident. Sounds wild, right? They're supposed to just save you from all of the bad in the world? No. You decided that you needed that in your life at this time to intervene into maybe a bad path that you were going down or to help teach you a lesson or to help complete karma or whatever it may be. Spirit guides are only here to help you complete what you set out to do in this lifetime. They push you in the right direction. And the only reason why it's the right direction is because it's the direction that you chose before you were here. Okay, cool. Okay, so misconception number one, spirit guides are not demons. Misconception number two, uh, spirit guides control your life. Okay, cool. So we've covered both of those. Uh, third misconception that I get a lot is spirit guides going away. Why did you leave me? You know, like, what? where did you go? How could you do this to me? I hear it all the time. Or they're not talking to me anymore. That's not the case, right? So most of the time when spirit guides, you know, when you feel them go away, in a sense, they never leave. They never go away. They are actually creating energetic separation and distance from you. And this could be for a variety of reasons. Maybe there's something really tough that you have to go through that you have to go through on your own. Maybe you are starting to create an attachment to the spirit guides. The energy of attachment to your guides being the sole source of your abundance will actually create a separation and a distance from them. Attachment and the vibration of attachment is a low vibrational frequency. The more you work with the vibration of attachment, the lower your vibration goes, the more distant you become to your spirit guides. You have to take responsibility for that. And there's a variety of other reasons why they would create space, but ultimately they never go away. Sometimes they just want you to learn what you need to learn on your own. And then the last biggest misconception is that spirit guides judge you, which they don't. Spirit guides are like 
they're learning their own lesson, they're moving along their own path, they're, you know, they're going about life um, themselves while helping us out, but they they never judge you, you know, they, there's no reason to. Um, they realize your struggle, they understand what you go through, they, they're there with you, but they would never, they would never judge you. So that's definitely something that you can just let go of. Let's talk about spirit guide truths. What are the main truths of spirit guides? Okay. So I kind of already mentioned this, um, but I wanted to mention who your spirit guides really are. So once again, they are a mix between terrestrial humans, most likely from past lifetimes, or this lifetime. Say your grandmother passes on and you guys had such a strong connection that she wanted to be here for the rest of your life to help you along your path. So that could be a spirit guide. Sometimes your spirit guides are actually totally incarnated and your dog is your spirit guide incarnated in this life. Um, most likely other humans aren't physical incarnated spirit guides for you because they're dealing with so much of their own density that they simply can't help you. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. And then also, like I mentioned before, spirit guides can also be interdimensional beings um, and help guide you through from different dimensions. Okay, another truth of spirit guides is, once again, they are only guides. They are not here to make decisions for you. They are not here to, you know, hold your hand. They are here to make you realize what you signed up for and your contracts and your own truths. Okay, another truth of spirit guides is that they are learning their own lessons. And I'll give you a really... A really cool story that I experienced through this experience that I had and I was 18 I opened myself up to this world this non-physical world and I was channeling whoever would was really around me I was channeling information for them just because I thought it was cool and so I would channel my roommate at the time I would channel her spirit guide and her spirit guide was a really cool looking guy I can even see him so clearly in my mind he kind of looks like a genie because he's blue, uh, like kind of like the Aladdin movie. He's really like buff blue guy. It's just, um, and he looked very human. He was blue, but he was human. And half of his body was a horse. He was a half human, half horse, but he was blue. And he had dark hair, once again, kind of like a genie. And he w was always, not always, but most of the time wielding a bow and arrow. Now, my roommate Hannah was a Sagittarius. And it really felt like this guy was a representation of the Sagittarius sign. And I think, I don't really know the uh, horoscope signs too well. Um, I'm not really interested in them. But I think that the Sagittarius sign is a horse and a bow and arrow. I don't know. I don't know if it is. But there was some sort of connection there that she that she remarked on. Anyway, and so I started talking with him, communicating with him. He was clearly an interdimensional being. I mean, he was definitely not a human from a past life on this planet. And so I'd communicate with him. He had great information. And then the one day I was meditating on my couch. And in the distance, it almost looked like he was up on a hill, like out in the distance of like my own mind's eye. He was looking at me and he was angry. And he had his, his arms crossed over his chest. And he's scowling at me. And I said, I forget what his name was, but I'm like, hello, I see you, like, what's going on? I'm meditating, like, get out of my space kind of thing. And uh, and he ended up coming down. 
And he said, I'm, I'm angry at you. And I said, what? You're angry? What do you mean? He's like, you confronted Hannah last night about the dishes that she left in the sink. And the way that you communicated that was very, um, like it was, it was mean or like whatever. And like, she couldn't handle that. She can't handle that. Like she's an emotional person. You need to treat her in an emotional way. And I'm like, I'm baffled, right? Like I'm sitting here on this couch saying, you are an interdimensional being and you're angry at me for the way that I treated you know, Hannah, which is the person that you kind of like, you know, you're the spirit guide for. Um, but why are you angry? And so there was so much emotion in him that it baffled me. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me, like, I didn't even care, like, what he was, like, confronting me on. I was like, you're telling me that, like, you're, you get upset? That you're emotional? That you're angry over this situation? And he basically showed me that he was living his own life and he would come in and he would kind of help Hannah learn these lessons. And it just baffled me. Like the, the whole aspect of spirit guides and especially interdimensional beings getting upset over something because they're also getting triggered and they're also learning lessons. I mean, that just blew me out of the water because I really thought that they were in such a higher plane than we are, that they should be over that. They should be through with emotions. Like what? So anyway, so that, that was a huge learning lesson for me and spirit guides back then. Um, and then, yeah, and then I've also already mentioned this other truth as well. I guess I did get too excited and a bit ahead of myself, but, um, yeah, the more you attach, the more they separate. So it's important that we are just understanding that we can't attach ourselves to spirit guides. Now let's get into how to connect to your spirit guides. This isn't going to be mind blowing. This isn't going to be something brand new. But it is going to be a really nice little three-step overview of what you can do to get there. Okay. So, step number one in how to connect to your spirit guides. This is kind of like the rudimentary step in absolutely everything that is non-physical or metaphysical. If I were to say three steps in um, opening your third eye. Step number one is always going to be the same, and it is raising your vibration. In order to connect to your spirit guides, you have to raise your vibration. Think about wanting to connect to an eighth dimensional Palladian spirit guide of yours. So they're in the eighth dimension. You're in the third dimension. That's a long way for that guide to go. And if you're not budging, if you're not moving from your third dimensional space, then they're going to get so exhausted by the time they get to the third dimension to give you a message that they seriously won't be able to do it. You know, they won't be able to hold space for long enough. So if you raise your vibration and say, for example, get yourself to the fifth dimension frequency and they're in the eighth dimension, wow, you're meeting them halfway. So raising your vibration is a key essence in connecting to your spirit guides. Okay, so step number one, raise your vibration. Simple as that. Step number two to connecting to your spirit guides is listen. Seriously, that's all you have to do is just listen to the messages. In every moment, these beautiful, divine, synchronistic alignments happen all the time, all the time. And we refuse to listen to those messages because we're too distracted. A great way that you can listen is get out of your head. Start meditating. 
start quieting your mind and connecting to all that is and not just what's in front of you right now okay so step number one raise your vibration step number two is listen to the messages and just simply put listen and step number three is set your intention ask your spirit guides for signs not solutions if you continue to ask your spirit guide for solutions you are putting the energy and vibration out there that you are unable to attain those solutions yourself therefore you're creating this paradox of attachment and simultaneously disempowerment so that you aren't able to fully bring solutions in your own life and you can constantly believe that these solutions are going to come from outside of yourself so ask your spirit guides for signs that you're making the right decisions, for signs that you're on the right track, for signs and not solutions. When you ask your spirit guides for solutions, you lower your vibration and you distance yourself from them. If you ask your spirit guide for signs and you start listening and you start raising your vibration, then you're stepping into an unlimited power. Well, Hopefully that gave you some much needed information regarding spirit guides and spirit guide misconceptions and simultaneously spirit guide truths because we do live in a binary world and we do need to know best of both worlds. Hopefully you feel a little bit lighter, a little bit more aligned and a lot more empowered. Please check out my other content on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram for more epic downloads from yours truly, Elizabeth April. Keep up the good work and have an epic day.